Shooters Connection offers products for competition shooters by competition shooters. With over 80 years of combined competition shooting experience, Shooters Connection is staffed by master and grandmaster shooters who live the shooting sports every day. Every day. We offer same-day shipping. Shooters Connection also sponsors over 100 of your matches every single year. So when it comes to finding everything you need to compete as a beginner or a seasoned grandmaster, Shooters Connection is the only name you need to know. Online at ShootersConnectionStore.com. All right. Welcome back to the Hit Factor. We are finally back. Uh, we did miss a couple weeks. I blame Jeff. I'm sure it was his fault. Uh... Sounds like he had issues he was dealing with, so no, just blame Jeff. How this works is, is we don't have a set time, so it's like if I'm kind of feeling off in the evening, I just like won't text Jeremy, and then I'm sure he's thinking the same thing. He's it, like it crosses his mind. I know it does, but he's sitting there and he's like, uh, I'm just not gonna message Jeff, and maybe he won't message me, and then we won't have to record, and that's what happens, and we don't. No, I'm sitting. I'm sitting there staring at my computer, like thinking, "Is Jeff gonna send me a text tonight? Like, are we gonna do this? Or I guess we're not." Just waiting, right? You're not. You're not just waiting. I'm just waiting on Jeff. And you don't want to be forceful. Is that what it is? You're just like trying. That's correct. I am. Yes. I. I don't like being forceful like that. Um, I thought you might be like that. It's against nature. Maybe. Twenty-first century dating, maybe you know, like it's just how just how it is. All right, we do have myself, Jeremy Reed, Mr. Jeff Cawthon, uh, and Mr. Jean-Luc Carlo Rouvain uh-huh. <laughs> of of Rubens Reloading on the podcast for tonight. Um, and just so you know, those who are watching on on video um john luke is what is your what's the origin of your first name is it i mean can is it, it french is, it is french uh i have i'm not french um but my parents <clears throat> i was born in new york city and they they felt uh they needed uh, a son whose name was multicultural. <laughs> so they went with John Luke. Okay. Yeah. And and a biblical reference. There, there's a little bit of that in there. Yeah, that's cool. And then middle name is Carlo. No S. Uh, it's not Carlos. So there's a little bit of Italian in there. And then Ruben is... Uh, Jewish. This is from my dad's side. So, uh, so it would be pronounced Ruvan. Sure. The B would be a V if it's if it's Hebrew. Coming into, coming into uh, Ellis Island, yeah, and they just went Ruben. Good to go. Sounds. That sounds sounds good to me. I'm just. I, I'm glad we can clear up. It sounds like you've had trouble in the past with people getting your name wrong. So I'm glad we could clear that up. I I have plenty. It happened in. I mean, Jeff saw it firsthand in Puerto Rico. Uh, everyone tried to speak Spanish. I mean, and <laughs> just. I mean, I know a little bit. 
So, but but that probably made it worse <laughs> that I knew a little, so I would say something, and then they would uh, they'd speak too quickly, and I just was like, "Peace out! I, I can't. I'm out of this conversation." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your your uh, your ethnicity is uh, is obviously uh, it's it's uh, varied. I, I don't know. I don't know what to call it, but but you look much more brown than say Jeff or I would look. So like in Puerto Rico, uh, I could see how, how, uh, native Puerto Ricans would think, Oh, this guy would know Spanish for sure. Yeah. Uh, but that was not, that was not the case. I, sh- uh, I, I still say to this day, I should have been a- approached by the CIA. All they'd have to do is teach me a few languages. I, I think I'd be good to go. That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> then I couldn't shoot USPSA. No, that's true. That's true. And you shoot carry optics, and you are uh, M class. Is that right? <laughs> are you just rubbing it in? <laughs> oh, he's A class. <laughs> okay, Jeff. How do we? How do we? How do we block him on this? Can, can we? Can we? Can we cancel him out? After this episode. I mean, you shot with me. You saw how I shot. I mean, you should know. <laughs> Well, that's well. I mean, yeah, but you know, sometimes, sometimes people get the title and they're not, they're just not quite there yet. Sure. Uh, so I thought, I thought maybe that was the case. Hero zero, some classifiers type deal. Yeah, I have not. I have uh, been shooting very consistently between seventy-five and eighty-five <laughs> percent. Hey, well, we're well, gonna step that up a little bit since you've been on the. Now that you've been on the podcast, uh, second time on the podcast, it's time to step that up. Third time. You weren't there the first time. Oh, third time. Daggum. Uh, okay, this is starting to get awkward. <laughs> uh, but John Luke does have uh, Ruben's Reloading, which he makes bullets. He has his own. He does cast bullets, but he has his own proprietary coating on it. He's not using high-tech coating. Um, so if you need bullets, get a hold of John Luke, and uh, I'm sure he can get bullets to you. Do you have any specials going? I had one for St. Patrick's Day. It was actually pretty good. It was 17% off. It's, uh, what? It's like rivaling uh, Black Friday. Yeah, but it was just for wow. a day. Yeah, it was oh. for email list, uh, email list only. So, if you go on my website, it asks for your email, and you get those special offers. I really don't send that many emails out, though. So, there's no reason not to do it. I don't, I don't send spam. I also don't have much to, much to say besides, I have a sale going on. <laughs> All right, guys, if you want to take the risk uh, to get some good deals on his bullets to see if he sends you spam emails or not, go to his website, sign up. I'm only signing up. worth the risk. One one feet pick like every six months. Like it doesn't happen that often. You know, step that up too. Yeah. So, but if you do, if you do want feet picks. Jeremy, why are you not laughing? I, 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 
You just don't some get people, my sarcasm. Some people take feet seriously, so I, you know, yeah, I don't know. He's not, he's not laughing because that just that hits a little too close to home for him. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. He's like, all right. <laughs> no judgment. Judge-free zone. This is you, I mean, I can. You. I guess I can send you pictures of my feet if you need some extra ones for your. Uh, we'll talk later. I mean, that's. Okay. It could be. It could be business there. I don't. I, it's the 21st century. We can do anything we want. I guess. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have a burai, a homemade burai. Uh, like the whiskey is not homemade, but it's uh, Alberta Premium, uh, which is a barrel proof rye mixed with Russell's Red Label, which is Russell's 110 proof Red Label bourbon offering. I just mixed those two together. It's pretty good. I did the same thing per Jeremy's suggestion. Well, not really. He just said he was drinking that, and I decided to copy him. It's a Whistlepig farm stock mixed with Bullet. One-to-one ratio. It's pretty good. The Bullet Rye? Uh, no, Bullet Bourbon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's because it's a, it's a mix of bourbon and rye, right? That's, that's yep. what a... A boo rye is okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really like the bullet rye. Hmm. I don't think I've had it. Are you drinking anything, Jeff? Or just water? Or nothing? I'm drinking water. Um, yeah. I just... After the match this last weekend... Um, Got back late, didn't get much sleep that night. Next day I ran a long run. And then today I ate like garbage. So I was like, let's not chase it with alcohol. And uh, so that's why I'm drinking water. That's probably smart. Yeah. So we did go to a match this last weekend. We got back. Uh, Late Saturday morning, late Saturday night, or early Sunday morning, depending on where you were at in the drop-off line. Uh, we went to Springfield, Missouri for the Ozarks Classic. Uh, once again, I was chauffeur. Uh, I picked up my buddy Brett Thomas uh, about 10 minutes from my house. And then about four hours later, I picked up my buddy Jeff uh, in midwest city oklahoma and then another couple hours later i picked up this i don't know if i don't know if i call him if i'm supposed to call him asian or oriental that's been an, it's been a conversation this weekend i don't know what to do uh but this other guy john luke uh in tulsa and he rode the rest of the way um and we had to pay tolls in oklahoma and oklahoma's like terrible but can't get to Missouri from Texas without going through Oklahoma. So you end up with a bunch of hitchhikers and uh, yeah, that's what happens. You pay tolls and you get bounced around on their roads. That's about what happens in Oklahoma. Are the roads bad? So, so Jeff paid the tolls. 
Yeah, the roads in Oklahoma are pretty sucky. Are they? <laughs> yeah, for the most part. <laughs> going pretty bad. Uh, but yeah, so mind. we shot. Yeah, they have. They give it all to the Indians in the reservation. Wait. Can we say. <laughs> Wait, we can't say Indians. They get Native Americans. We can't say Indians oh. anymore. Look. Look. I'm going I'm to go ahead and. This is really great being on, guys. Uh, I got I to go home. Hey. I, I think. I think. I wanted to be an Indian when I was growing up. Uh, like, so I. Look, I find that a term of endearment. Um, so, like, I'm sorry. Like, it's just, it's okay. It's all right. We'll be fine. We'll make it through it. Just cut that out, Joe. Nah, I don't need to cut it out. Snip it right out. <laughs> it's, it'll be all right. We're fine. Uh, but, yeah, so we went to Ozarks. Um, shot the match all day Saturday, and we just left from the match and drove home. I don't know when I dropped John Luke off. It was probably like what six o'clock, and then Jeff. It was probably what ten o'clock when I dropped you off, and then I got home around two. Took four hours to get to Ada. No, or to Midwest City. <laughs> I don't know. I don't look. I don't know when it was. I was. It was two o'clock when I got home. Because the old man Brett, who he was riding with us, he can't go more than about an hour and a half without stopping for a pee break. So we're like an hour from home, and we're driving my rest stop. He's like, "Hey, buddy, why don't you stop here?" It's like, "Are you serious, Brett?" Yep. Okay. So I don't know how much we can talk about it, but it All we want. seem like well, no, 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 this specific part about Brett. It seems like for his work. He would need to hold it for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brett is in a transport business um, and and has to go on these long convoys. And yeah, you would think. And I don't know what he actually. I didn't. I didn't ask him what he does for work. That's a really good. That's a really good observation, John Luke. Next time I see him uh, or we road trip with him, I will ask him how he handles that on those. Trips. You know what it was. He kept trying to get us to drink water, probably because he wanted to use the empty ones. So no. that's his that's that's his move. I know oh. I know he was he was trying to get us to pee. Yes. But yes. Maybe he also does that. In addition to that, he wants a bunch of empty bottles, you know, right on the floor so he can just I think it was I think stop. it was more yeah, I think it was more uh if he could get us super hydrated, then we would end up needing to pee um, as well. So we, he wouldn't feel so bad getting us to stop. Um, but, you know, like you road trip with people, like you pick, like it's just the risk you take, you know. I'm more of a just, I'll, I'll empty my bladder when I fill up the car's gas tank. And, I, yeah. you know, kidney stones, don't worry about it. Just, just fill it all up. Just take it. Hold it. It'll be fine. Yeah, and Brett's at a point where that's just not—that's not something he wants to do anymore. So we stop. You know, he was—he was good enough company that I—I I wouldn't mind stopping. Yeah, you know, it's still—that's still up in the air for me, but we'll see. <laughs> it was good conversation. It was. It was good. 
It was good. Uh, so. Uh, well, Brett did win production at Ozark Classic, which was which was awesome. Uh, I was very. Uh, it was that was the first level two. He is. I think that's the first level two he's won. Uh, but he won area four. Oh well, then it's not the first level two he's won. But he shot a good match, uh, and Brett's a really good shooter. Um, I get to shoot with them here. Here we train together some, um, and yeah, he's he's really good. So I was happy for him to get a win. Speaking of wins, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I beat Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Again? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, again. He said again. He could say again. <laughs> yes. Uh, he Jeff did win, uh, and and all props to Jeff. I he shot, he shot a actually. This is gonna sound bad, but I don't mean it bad. I think Jeff would agree. He shot a surprisingly good match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fair. Surprisingly good. No, what so Jeff, mean? Jeff, Jeff walked into this match. The last time he had shot his gun was in Puerto Rico on an island where it's raining a whole bunch, uh, and and that's the last time he shot a gun at all. And and he, and he was sick. And he was sick uh, down there. So. Yeah, he shot this match and shot it basically mistake free. Uh, he clipped clipped a single no shoot, but it wasn't got the points as well. Um, no, as far as I remember, no like didn't shoot himself into any standing loads or any sort of trouble with steel or anything like that. Um, and shot good points and no penalties, no no mistakes or anything like that. So he shot a he shot a really good match. Yeah, I would say I shot better at this match than I did in Puerto Rico. Uh, for you know, maybe it was because I was going into that match sick. I don't know, but yeah, I shot way better at this match, and uh, it was good having having Jeremy to shoot against again. Um, I don't know. There's, it's just a, a feeling that's hard to replicate. You really can't replicate when you're just, like, shooting by yourself, like, at a match, right? Yeah. Uh, when you're shooting directly with your competition, it just it adds a whole new level. And so, like, there's just, like, the emotions are kind of all over the place uh, when, when that is the, the case. Because, like... You do good on a stage, and you're feeling all right, and then, or like you do good, and then the person you're shooting against does just a little bit better, and you're like, oh, damn it, and then <laughs> you, you bomb one, and so you're like sitting there biting your nails, seeing if they're gonna bomb it too, and or like they put down a really good run, so now you're like, geez, I'm gonna have to give it all I got, and then you like give it all you got and still come up short. It's just like. It can be a roller coaster shooting like directly with your competition. So I like it. Yeah. Uh it was it was fun. Uh and yeah, I had I did not shoot mistake free. I had a few 
few stages that I just had some mistakes that cost me some time. I didn't really have any like sh big shooting errors other than one miss on steel that cost me. Um, but I didn't have any big shooting errors like as far as penalties or anything like that. Shot really good points, but had some other other weird, costly uh, time stuff, um, and that ended up kind of being the being the difference. Um, we were really close going into our third to last stage, which I thought was our second to last stage. And that was just, I looked at bays and there was bay that was kind of hidden that I didn't see. And uh, I ended up, I came to a, it was an eight round position and it had a double stack of targets with an open target on the bottom and a, a partial no shoot up above it. And a shot broke early for me in between those two targets. So I fired two as I was transitioning to the upper target, a shot broke early. So then I fired two and then went to, there was another target in that array and I went and fired, tried to fire two and my gun went to slide lock. Uh, well, apparently I had a downloaded mag on my belt because I should have had enough rounds for that one extra round. So then I had kind of left and had to come back and uh, do a standing load to get that, to pick up that next shot for that. Uh, and where I thought was with only one more stage left in the match, uh, that ate up a pretty good chunk of time there. Um, and I was pretty much at the point like, yeah, this is pretty much over now. Um and it basically was, but we had two more stages. Um, but yeah. But okay, so Jeff didn't make it. Jeff Jeff made no mistakes for me to come back from. Right, I would say like through that stretch of stages, I shot really well. Uh, and I yeah. And the thing is, after that stage, like Jeremy's attitude changed, and he. <laughs> Um, so, tell us why. Like, why did that happen? Why do you react that way? <laughs> yeah, let's pick this apart. Yeah. Well, I mean, so we're at that point. We were watching scores, but I wasn't. I was. I was just kind of doing mental math in my head. I wasn't like actually pulling out the calculator. And Jeff and I, and we go. We looked back at the scores afterwards, and Jeff and I were basically really close to tied. Like probably maybe not more than five points apart at that point. Um, and so then with one stage left, uh, I was pretty sure I'd given up 30 points right there. Uh, and so down 30 points with what I thought was one stage left. I mean, yeah, you're going to be kind of down and down. Cause it's like, well, I just gave away the match because the next stage is not a long point stage and uh, it's fairly simple. Um, so yeah, a bit of a bummer. It it was also part of it is I was I was honestly like fighting myself the entire day to try to shoot well. Like my shooting all day was was really poor. Like it like my fundamentals were really poor all day. The targets were so close that uh that didn't really matter so much. Like it, it didn't show up. If the targets had been much more difficult, it would have shown up. In the last couple stages, the targets were at least beyond point blank for the most part. Um, and that's where you started seeing a, a lot of my 
errors that had been there during the day. They were targets were just so close it didn't matter. Um, so that was actually more of what I was struggling with mentally. Yes, kind of feeling like I've I've given away the match at that point. Yeah, that there's a frustration there, but it was more of of how I was shooting that I was just frustrated with that I couldn't make myself shoot like I know how I sh need to shoot, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, and it was it was really just like, so at that point, just I had zero confidence that I could shoot well, like that I could actually perform the way I needed to. So, like, I didn't, like, yes, there was another stage left, actually another two stages left, um, but I had such little confidence in my shooting that it was like, there's no, I don't have any chance of actually hanging out a really good stage to catch Jeff at this point because I didn't have any confidence in my shooting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's pretty easy to, to relate to how you looked during those last few stages. Those last... Yeah. Like your uh, your mental state was visible. <laughs> He's saying he relates to losing. I don't know if that's <laughs> self-deprecation or. I don't know what that is, but yeah, yeah. But one thing that I I don't know. This is this is not. Uh, helpful in any way, but it's something that I experienced that I'm going to share now. Um, so as soon as like that one stage uh, where there was like a little bit of separation there, uh, one that's mm -hmm. that feels good. Like when you're like finally I'm one leap ahead. Like there's a little room to breathe. Yeah. So I felt that. On top of that, I'm seeing Jeremy. He's getting kind of dumpy and and uh, feeling not so good. And so, like, for a moment, you know, I feel a little bad for a moment. And, and <laughs> <laughs> That's such a lie. I do, but you just wait. And then shortly thereafter, I was like, all right, well, this is the end of the match. People are getting tired. Jeremy's kind of in the dumps. I really have a chance to, like, fucking kill him now. All right. So. <laughs> All right let's, uh, let's buckle down and, like, least, let's kill these last couple stages and, like, really create some separation. And so that's what I was feeling. Like, at that point, for, like, a small period, I was, like, sigh of relief. I uh, feel a little sorry for Jeremy, and then it was like, okay, now let's buckle down and like, let's get it these last couple. Um, so yeah, it was it was a uh, interesting. It was fun. I enjoyed that feeling. Oh, I I, I bet you did. Uh, I don't really know what that feels like, but I bet it's I bet it's cool. Um, and and I'll say like. As a competitor, I know that showing like showing that emotion to my direct competitor is not good. 
like because because it does it does buoy you um at the same time i have no idea how to not do that like i'm not a, i'm not an actor so i have no idea how to not uh show that especially to somebody that knows me like if i think if you were somebody that i didn't know at all like maybe a bit easier but somebody that we've traveled to a lot of matches and yeah. and we're traveling together for this match and you know uh it's i don't i don't know how to not show that so i probably should try to figure it out but i'd rather figure out how to shoot so that i don't have to figure out how to how to be not be down in the dumps whenever i shoot like crap um the easiest way would be ditch to act dumpy the whole time oh yeah that i mean so i could you know my charming personality that everybody really wants to be around all the time i could just suppress that and make it so that (laughs) that nobody wants to be around me you could just do us all a favor and shoot and then go sit down and shut up you know and you could do that for the whole (laughs) just hang out in the safe area yeah (laughs) just all the way Right. If you if you don't know it, it in Billings, the safe area is like on most of the stages really far away. Yeah, which so is a pet peeve. That's a pet peeve of mine. But yeah, you could just hang out there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so no, like all props to Jeff. Like, uh, he he shot he shot a really good match, really solid match without. Like I said, not making any mistakes. Um, very impressive for, like, I know that, like, he just walked up and did that. Um, and I I can't do that. Like, if I had gone, I mean, I had shot probably a couple thousand rounds this year in the last two months. Um, and if I had shown up with, like, virtually no rounds this year, it would have been so bad. Uh, so, so bad. So... That's the dream, that's, right? That's pretty that's impressive. Is to, uh, it is the dream. Not practice and never shoot and show up and be relevant. That's the dream. I mean, like, it's that's that's not the dream for me, but I think that's the dream for you. Uh, well, I mean, that's the <laughs> retirement dream. Or, I mean, that's oh, okay. Once I decide that I don't want to put any more effort into this sport, that's the dream. That's still what I want. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that could be cool. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I think coming out of this uh, out of this match, like, there's there's something that like there's something that I want to teach my kids as they grow up and as they're in sports or whatever sports they're in, if, if they are pursuing any sort of competitive endeavor. And I, I think at least my oldest, the youngest one's only two. So we'll see what, how competitive she is, but my four-year-old's showing signs of being fairly competitive. Um, the thing that I want to try to teach him is to learn how to relish that competition. Like if you can get to where like you're in, competitive pressure and live for that moment like that be the moment that you're searching for and looking for uh then he will have a massive advantage almost no matter what he's doing in life if it's any in any sort of competitive environment 
uh, he, he would be successful over most people. Um, and as much as I want to teach him to do that, like that's something I have to try to learn for myself because honestly, what I love, like I like most about this sport and it's almost anything that I do. Like I love the learning and getting better part. Like, so like the training and like seeing improvement in that and all that, like, like I love that part. And so like, I'm happy to put the effort in, in shooting and doing all of that. Um, I am hyper competitive. So like, I want to compete, but I will say that like, whenever I get into like a competition, this has been throughout my whole life. Um, like when that timer goes off, like my brain goes into panic mode and it's just like, I feel like completely rushed and that if I don't do everything as fast as I possibly can, then it's just not going to, there's no chance it'll ever be fast enough. Uh, and so that leads to just rushing everything, which doesn't make you faster. You just make more mistakes. Um, and so I've got to learn how to like, look forward to that competition the like look forward to being in that competition and in in that whenever i am in in that competition and the pressure i've got to learn how to trust the work that i have put in uh and trust that what i've got is fast enough and if it's not fast enough it's still all i've got so i can't necessarily be trying to do more than what i can do um but i do think the skills that i have are are pretty good um I just have to figure out how to make those express those in a competitive environment. Yeah. So like when you shoot a stage afterwards, mm -hmm. like after the stage hours later or whatever, maybe even minutes later, like how much of that stage do you remember? Uh, quite a bit of it. I mean, like, so at this point now, as far as like remembering details of all of the stages, I couldn't, I couldn't necessarily give you details of all the stages. I remember, I remember most of the mistakes that I made at that match. Like, I, I remember most of that. Uh, yeah, mistakes are. But I don't necessarily remember all of it. But I don't, I don't have, I don't have great recall memory. Like, I, like, I don't, like, I. Like I can read something like I, I study and teach a lot at church uh, and I can study for something to teach like one week. And then like a month later, you ask me about that. It's like, I remember studying it and I remember like doing all the research on it, but I don't necessarily remember everything that I, all the conclusions that I had come up with. Uh, so some people can, they can read something once and they remember it. And I have to, read something a lot of times before I remember it. Well, I have, I have this theory and it might be more of a theory. I, I don't know, but that essentially the less you remember of the stage, the more optimally you were shooting. Mm. Uh, essentially, cause you were just acting on all of the training that you have built over the years. And so during that stage, you were just acting uh, and you weren't having to think your way through it because we all know if you have to think your way through a stage you're too slow um, and that doesn't usually work anyway so that's why I was asking like how much do you remember of a stage after you run it 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've never tried to like shut, try to just shut my mind off completely during a stage. Yeah, we should try it like that. I don't remember. So I don't remember site pictures. I remember the stages. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're talking about, or is it like you forget most? Yeah, of it? I guess it's like it's like more. How much detail do you remember? Do you remember? How your feet were? Do you remember how hard you were gripping the gun? Do you remember how the sights were moving? Do you remember where on the target you shot? Like, I think the more details you remember, in my opinion, you shot it less optimal. Well, I can remember a whole lot of those details, so maybe maybe that's a problem. Yeah. I remember my ankle hurting. Like the, I don't know, year like two or three or something, I kind of realized uh, when I, I would train and um, I don't know, I'm trying to remember. See, don't even remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would shoot way better in matches than I would uh, training. Like, even if I tried really hard in training. Um, But for some reason, and this is not necessarily, like, a good example. It's just, it's kind of telling you the separation between, like, thinking about doing something and then, like, the timer goes off and the brain scrambles and you just do something. You just act. Um, But, yeah, I would go and I would train and I would never be happy with my training always pissed off and then I would go shoot and I would just shoot amazing like at at match it would just I would shoot and I would hit the targets and I shot tons of alphas this is before I switched to major Um, and I would be done and I'd be like I because I wasn't used to the pressure because I so I know I was just like freaking flying just flying through not thinking and so I think I was doing a lot uh, subconscious in those moments. I've never experienced that, so I don't. Yeah. To where I like shoot like way better in a competition uh, than than practice. I, that's never been my experience. So I almost always do. <laughs> like <laughs> that'd be cool. Like I suck in practice like pretty bad uh, but for some reason yeah I mean I, I cannot explain it for the same reason uh, that like the first stage is usually one of my best uh, I don't know it's just something is happening up here where it's like I shoot matches better and I shoot the first one the best the first stage the best Yeah, I don't. I can't relate to that. I don't know. That'd be cool, but uh, do some drugs or something. Turn your brain off. Uh, look, some people are Ranger Ricks, like myself. Like that, you know, on the range, they're they're great, but then on the actual golf course, they can't they can't find the center of the club face for anything. So it's just it's just how it is. 
Do you feel like... It's a DMT. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like... You kind of... uh, Reinforce these issues that you have? Because to me, I feel like you reinforce these issues. So, I mean, at this point, I've, I've learned really well how to lose. Yeah. Right? Like, like, and getting out of that's going to be really tough. Yeah. Like, I, like I've, I've, I've lost so much that I almost expect to lose. Like, I've, I don't know how to win anymore. Like, I've, I mean, that sounds defeated. But that's that's just somewhat a truth in the mentally like like I don't go and expect to win. I don't go and expect to shoot well because I've had I've had so many years. Uh, it's been many years now since I've like gone and expected to shoot well. And yeah, that's a that's a tough hill to get out of, which I'm trying to get out of this year. Yeah, because I, I feel like you reinforce it for yourself. Like it, it happened, and and then you got to the point where you're like, like you were saying, like yeah, well I know how to lose now, and so like, that's what you're thinking of. You're like yeah, that's me. You're like, you're Im- embodying that person. You're telling yourself. Yeah, you I, I mean it's not a conscious decision. It's not like a conscious decision to do that. It's not like I, I want to do that or try to do that. It's just like you get in a situation where, you, like, I mean, we get into this situation, right? Like, we're we're really close. Uh, anybody could, have, with three stages left, either of us could have won, right? Um, and it could have it could have very easily gone down to our last stage and been really close, and it just been a matter of who shot best on the last stage, um, and then freaking download them i don't remember having ever downloaded them like i don't i don't remember ever downloading a mag like that having a mag that didn't have enough rounds and it costing me in a match before like this is the first time i ever remember but but i did it uh on that stage and it and it cost me uh you know and so like and so then at that point it was yeah it was definitely a sense of uh it cost me and there's no chance of no chance of, of really coming back on a, I think the next stage was like a 110 point stage. It's like, it's going to be tough for me to make up 30 points on a 110 point stage. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel discouraged because you feel like you trained to win or just, uh, Oh no, that's that. Oh, that feeds into a a massive amount. I mean, obviously, in the last couple of years, I have not shot like I have in the past. But, um, like I hang out with somebody like Jeff, uh, who shows up with zero training to this match. Uh, my buddy Bob Crow, uh, who shoots like doesn't spend like he doesn't dry fire like ever. Um. And like you hang out with like Nils and Ob and like guys like that, um, and they they take the sport very seriously. But then like you're like when you're around them at matches, like there is no that doesn't seem like there's any sort of seriousness about the sport. 
outside of when they're on the range, right? Like there's not not a whole lot of dry fire going on, like not not a whole lot of nothing that going on. Uh, and I'm sitting there like, and I got to dry fire every day. Uh, if I really want to be good, I need to be dry firing multiple times a day. Um, training, like training, meaning live fire training at least three times a week, if not more, uh, and, and doing everything that I can to get all that into it. But yeah, the more you put into a, into a thing, the higher the stress level is and the higher the, the, uh, the pressure is going to be to do well at that thing. Yeah. All right. Like, and that's just, and, and like, honestly, like, like my perspective looks like, and this is, because I don't know all the work that everybody puts into it, but my perspective looks like, uh, hey, look at all the work you put into it and then look at all the people who put less work into it and they're still just better than you. Like, how bad do you suck? If you put all that work into it and people who don't try that hard still beat you, you must suck really bad. Um, like, that's that's what you have to try to get out of your mind, right? Uh, and that's a big that's a big demon to try to get out of your mind. Uh, and you know, you can, you can try to think all the positive thoughts that you want and you can try to do all that, the, the positive reinforcement and all that sort of stuff that you want. Um, uh, but until you start seeing some form of result, it's going to be really hard to actually believe those. Um, and I'll, I'll say this, like, I still think there's, there's so much, people talk about in this sport about movement and movement training and all this and that, and how you work through and in and out of stages and all this and that, like this sport almost doesn't matter how you set up a stage. It still boils down to shooting. Uh, yes, there are time gains to be made, uh, by moving more effectively in stages, but it, it boils down to shooting. And my fundamentals are not solid right now. Like they're just not, uh, and I, I know things that I am working on and they're, they're getting better in practice, but they have to get way better in practice before I will mentally, apparently, before I will mentally allow myself to trust that in a pressure situation. And right now I don't, like, I just don't trust that what I'm doing from a fundamentals uh, standpoint, I don't trust to do that in practice at a match. Hmm. So that's what I mean, I, I, I think that I do, uh, but I don't like, I have to convince myself of that. Right. Uh, and that that's going to take work, but I know, but I also know that there are like, I also know that there, I have a lot of bad habits, uh, within my, within my shooting that. I know that I need to break those and I need to get rid of those. Um, but they become exasperated under pressure. Like what? Uh, so, like, so like, okay, you guys have been making fun of like how I, like my recoil control with the gun, right? So let's hear it. You can go and make fun of me. Like you're not going to hurt my feelings. Let's hear it. I, I'll just describe it. I don't, I don't have to make fun Okay. So Jeremy's recoil control, it looks like he's throwing the bullets with the gun is what it looks like. So like mm -hmm. the gun comes up and then he like, it looks like he's throwing the gun back down at the target. 
<laughs> That's what it looks like. That's the best way I know to describe it. Did you always shoot 40 major? Uh, I've mostly shot. I've shot mostly major through my career, but I've, I mean, I shot a bunch of minor, uh, like IPSC training, world shoot training and stuff. But okay. like I started 45 ACP. Uh, How long have you been shooting that 188 load? Oh, that one's a long time. But, Jeremy... And this is... That doesn't even... Like, that doesn't matter. You shot better points than I did at this match. So it's like... What was getting to my, my point? Was maybe he knows that load, that recoil impulse so well that he knows just the amount of force it takes to return instead of letting the gun just do its thing. And that's why he shoots good points. Well, I shot good points this match because the targets were like up on our face and really close to us. Uh, That's... That's why I shot good points. Um, like, I have been working a lot on my fundamentals, so that's also a part of it. Like, I've been trying to work a lot on on getting that better, and I think there was some carryover in the points that I shot. But also, once you saw the targets move further out, like, I struggled to shoot good points. And almost always, it, the first shot's an alpha, the second shot is the one that's going to be really squirrely. And that's because of what Jeff is describing that he sees is what I do um, whenever I shoot. And that I don't just, this This is where the trusting what you're doing, like this, this is where it manifests itself in my actual shooting. Like I don't trust that if I just hold tight to the gun and pull the trigger, that the gun's gonna return to where it's supposed to be. And so then I start, I start moving the gun like with my hands, like physically moving it and end up like, I will throw a lot of shots really low like I will, like my second shot, I will throw low because, as what Jeff was describing, like I push the gun down, uh, and so like I start pushing into the recoil and doing all this. What I'm trying to do in practice, and it's it's getting much better uh, with the couple of drills that I have going, um, is to if I can just hold steady through the recoil impulse, like just hold steady through it, then. It, it tracks very straight, it tracks very predictably, uh, and I can just shoot visually and everything's great. Um, I actually blame a lot of this on um, all, the, all the rounds I spent on doubles. Uh, I think this is somewhat, it somewhat manifests itself into this. Because uh, this, this has been, I've been fighting this for years now. Um, the and it's it got I spent so much time on doubles that I got a it, it took me away from what doubles is supposed to be like doubles is supposed to be that you just hold the gun really firm and press the trigger twice and see what it does right well I got to a point where I was using doubles and I wasn't using it as an observation tool I was trying to use it as a way to practice um, improving my predictive shooting so that I would make it work right. And so then I'm sitting there trying to make doubles work at whatever distance it was. Uh, I did a lot at 25 yards, a lot at 15 yards, uh, a lot at seven yards. Um, 
and that trying to make it happen uh, and make everything be as flat as possible um, is kind of where this started to stem itself. And this, it just kind of this thing that creeps into your shooting or creep crept into my shooting. And now it's a bad habit that I've got to try to break. So what you guys are seeing when I'm shooting, when I'm shooting and you're seeing that me pushing the gun around, that's what I'm trying. That's, that's when I'm, that's when I'm shooting poorly. Like that's when I'm doing what I'm not supposed to be doing. And that's like, I'm trying to break that. Uh, it does get exasperated in matches because some people like under pressure, under stress, they will grip the gun a lot harder. Uh, when I get under stress and under pressure, like, I, my ability to grip the gun is like, it's a lot harder for me to grip the gun hard whenever I get stressed. So then if I'm not gripping the gun hard, it's flipping a whole lot more. So then I'm trying to use my arms uh, and my hands like to push the gun down rather than just gripping it firmly and letting it come down. Yeah, that's what I would say. Like you use your arms, your whole arms right. a lot right. more than anyone else I've seen. That's yeah. That's not ideal. Uh, that's been a problem for at, at least three years. Uh, it was probably a deal that probably just slowly crept in because if you time everything up right, like you can make the gun really flat by doing that, right? Like it, like it can. It that can work if it times everything right. But our sport is such that targets are always varying differences, varying difficulties. Like you can't really time that on an actual stage. You can time it on a drill. Like if you sat and shoot doubles at 25 yards, like multiple, like just round after round after round after round, then yeah, you can get to where you time that. And it's like, you think, okay, this is doing really good because I'm now making everything work right. Um, whereas you're kind of cheating to make it work right. It's not working right because you're doing everything correctly. You've taken some pretty long breaks in that period of time, haven't you? Yeah. In the last couple of years, yeah. Uh, like, so this, so like 2022, my last match of that season was Area 3. Uh, oh, yeah. And so, yeah, long breaks there. Then there was a long break in 2021. Um, so yeah, I've had I've had plenty of long breaks, but it doesn't that doesn't just fix itself uh, for me, unfortunately. In those long breaks, yeah, that can honestly like that can kind of be a tool that I'll use to to get rid of bad habits. <laughs> just like take a long ass break and forget about them, and then you know train up on a small scale. On a small scale, it worked from Puerto Rico to Ozarks, right? For you, Jeff? Forgetting. You, you even said it in the car, forgetting to shoot bad. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, Jeremy, don't take too long of a break. Yeah, that doesn't, uh, that doesn't work for me. Does the same thing happen with minor loads? Uh, it's way less exasperated, right? Because the because um, the gun just recoils so much less, right? Uh, especially like with a railed nineteen eleven. So I'm actually switching to 
to minor uh, after this match, probably because I have a whole bunch of nine ammo loaded up. Uh, I really enjoy shooting uh, nine. I really enjoy shooting 40, but I've shot 40 for basically two years in a row now with almost no no minor in there. Um, and so I I really enjoy shooting minor. So And I just re refurbished my old practice gun, and so now I really want to shoot it. Um, so I'll be shooting minor for at least the next couple of months. Are you shooting minor at Area 3? Possibly. Uh, well, I, I'll, I'll, I'm going to consider it for sure. Um, yeah, it's honestly, it can be kind of a deal that, like, I'm going to be training mostly with minor, and probably every couple of weeks I'll take a practice session and shoot 40 major. Um, and just, just honestly, because you can get real lazy with your grip shooting minor. Like you can just get away because it just doesn't recoil nearly as much. So you can get lazy. So I'm going to try to every couple of weeks go and have a practice session with, with 40. Um, and I may make the decision just on what I feel like I'm shooting better. Uh, I've often made the decisions in the past as far as shooting major, like for nationals and stuff like that, because uh, it's the general consistency that you need to shoot major because uh, you're just going to give up too many points shooting minor. Um, and honestly, like, I think I may shoot minor better than I shoot major. Um, so I may, I may consider shooting minors cause I think I can, if I, if I feel like at that point I can just have a better match by shooting minor, then I may shoot minor, um, at some of those matches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, but the plan is to fix these issues. Like that's my goal is to fix these issues so that. Uh, I'm not doing, I'm not doing that, uh, all of that nonsense anymore in the future. That's kind of the goal, but yeah, yeah that's going to be, we'll see. That'll be interesting because I feel like you've shot that way since I've known you. Like I've not seen you. Yeah. Another way. Of course I, you know, just really started shooting with you like late 2019. Right. Yeah, so that, you know, that was coming off, um, if you throw a metric ton of rounds at something like that, like, you f you'll you just figure out how to shoot, uh, and, like, you kind of, you kind of figure out how to make it work and have fewer mistakes because, just because you're practicing so much, right? And that's kind of where I was at in 2019 and going into COVID, right? Um and so now I don't have that. I don't have the option to sh to train that much uh, from a time point or a resource standpoint. I don't have I don't have the resources like I used to. Um, and so so that so like I I can't train like that. So I have to try to be cleaner uh, and and more deliberate with it. And it, it wasn't that I was trying to. It wasn't that I was trying to not be deliberate when I was shooting as much. I was trying to be as deliberate as possible. Um, but stuff creeps in, like bad habits creep in. Just happens. Oh, yeah. So, okay, enough about my nonsense. John, Luke, how was your match? It was all right. 
Uh, it was tough. I sprained my ankle at the Fort Smith shootout the weekend before. Um, if if I had to go back, I probably would not have shot this match because uh, I have. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have the summit next week, and I really wanted to um, employ that to its max benefit. Uh, but I also don't didn't want to miss out. Um, this is the first match I've shot with you, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a fun experience. I didn't want to miss that. So yeah, uh, this wasn't just like a little sprain, like. It's a pretty bad. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff is the only one who actually saw it. <laughs> like, yeah. and this was again. It was a week later, but the people even at the Fort Smith match didn't see the ankle because I I immediately stopped and just sat you know in the back of the truck for the rest of the day icing it. But yeah, it was it was pretty bad. It was I taped it up as best as I could. Um, it's still pretty swollen. And uh, it's it's bruised up. But considering that, I think I shot the actual shooting part. It was okay. Movement was tough, though. Like, Jeff, I watched those videos you took of me today, and I was like, who is that? Like, I usually move my feet way faster. (laughs) And I looked like I was, like, carrying a backpack full of rocks. (laughs) (laughs) But you, you could tell I was pretty timid. Like I wasn't like entering and exiting positions with any sort of vigor. It was, yeah. yeah. I didn't think I was being that, you know, running around that gingerly. But I mean, I could tell that I was like, oh, I don't. I usually my lateral movement is usually really good, and it was atrocious. Like I, I wish you didn't send me those it's good that you sent me the videos but it was hard to watch me shoot uh yeah i would say the the effect it had on on your ability to move around the stage was noticeable yeah but the pulling the trigger part was was good and i had fun i mean that's cool and I think uh, at the end of the day, if I'm not having fun, I don't really see a point in doing all of this. Yeah. Um, it makes it worth it. So what do you think about Old Mexico? Old Mexico, for <laughs> our listeners, is a restaurant. I was not being racist there. Uh, <laughs> that is a restaurant. Are you trying to get sponsored by them? I would, that would be awesome. <laughs> Uh, as long as they don't send me margaritas before the match, uh, I would love, love to be sponsored by them. Jeff would love it if you got a margarita before the match. Yeah, so I think actually Jeff won this match the day before the match because uh, I believe that he uh, he slipped something to the waitress. They said, yeah, hey, on this guy's margarita over here, go ahead and just throw another five or six ounces of straight alcohol into it. Uh, just spice it up a little bit. It's his birthday. He needs to, he needs to feel it a little bit more and have some fun. <laughs> That's what I think. If, happened. O- if only that were true. <laughs> uh, it was, it was, food was good. 
the margarita I had was uh, it was good. It wasn't uh, <laughs> there wasn't it wasn't burnt like yours apparently. <laughs> um, I would go again. The weight the weight was I mean that was whatever, but um, I was thoroughly impressed with Jeff's beer. I mean the margarita fine it was good. Yeah, but Jeff's beer was uh, the kind of beer wasn't a big deal, but the the amount you got it was a very good value, and uh, yeah. I'm a big value proposition guy, and I feel like at a Mexican restaurant uh, yeah. where they they know that people are there to have a margarita, have a beer with their with their meal. Um, it's priced very competitively. Yeah, that was like a pitcher that he got. Yeah, it was impressive. How many ounces? I mean, it had to be. Uh, what are you? 30? Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Yeah, it's probably thirty-two ounces worth. At least thirty-two. I would think it was more than that. Yeah, it was a big beer. They had like three or four sizes. And it was how much was it? It was. Uh, was it eight fifty or nine fifty? Mine was nine. What what kind of beer did you have? I had a Modelo. Okay. So maybe because it's an import. Yingling's not an import, right? Well, I mean, Shane had, Shane had, the, he got the same thing. I think it was maybe like 50 cents more or a dollar more, but he had the same a dollar size. Less, wasn't oh, it? a dollar less. I don't know. Oh, this was a dollar less. But it was still the same size. Right. Um, but but that was that was a good dinner. We had the single stack champion at that dinner. We had the production champion and Brett Thomas at that dinner, and we had the carry optics and overall match champion in Jared Clanton at that dinner. So so that was. Uh, let me. Re- I need to submit resubmit my uh, receipt. Uh, then if it was if that match was sponsored by Rubens. No no no. Uh, Clanton is sponsored by Rubens. Oh oh. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. Um, but yeah, no, Old Mexico in Springfield is well worth it. Uh, they're frozen margaritas. Um, I don't know if I just got a special one, but uh, they're they can make them pretty stout. Because um, I had one, and it I don't normally consider myself like a major lightweight, and. <sighs> I let Brett drive home. We'll just say that I was I was responsible enough to uh, to give somebody else the keys. I don't actually think it had any effect on me the next day. I didn't feel any sort of I didn't feel any sort of effects of it. Uh, maybe it did affect me, but I didn't feel any sort of effects like the next day. Like I couldn't move or couldn't think or couldn't do anything. So I was pretty surprised. I would I didn't like think to. I'd see. I didn't think I'd see you in that state. I was like, you know, thinking to myself, I was like, this guy drinks bourbon. Like, he's a bourbon connoisseur. And it wasn't that bad. I mean, I'm making it sound like you were, well, you did forget some things. But <laughs> I don't think I did forget anything. <laughs> you but... did. I, for, I forgot what the joke was, but you said the same exact joke the next morning. And I was like, oh, this is... But maybe I just thought, time. <laughs> maybe I just maybe I just still thought it was funny and just you weren't getting it. You didn't laugh enough. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that was good. Um, you know what? Okay, so 
this match. This match is early in the year. Uh, it's a smaller level two. Um, I think we shot nine stages this year. Did we shoot ten? Maybe ten stages. Ten stages. Uh, nine stages. Okay. Um, what do you guys think of the match? Uh, would you go back again? Would you go back again next year? Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, well, one, this match is always a toss-up on the weather. Um, this year, yes, lucky. It's like it seems like you could get a good weather like every three years or something, maybe. Um, this has probably been the nicest weather since the very first year. Uh, was this year? And it was just barely, because the whole day, the day before, it rained all day long. Uh, and then it was a little chilly in the morning when we shot, but then it warmed up, and it was a beautiful day. Um, but as far as, like, when the, when the match is in the year, it's kind of, at this point, and I, I'm not trying to shit on anybody, but at this point, it's like, this is kind of the only reason I go to the match is because it's it's convenient that it's early in the year. It's also the reason I hate it because it's cold. But it's uh that's kind of the only reason that I'll I'll keep going to is because like I need something to kick off March the season. Um, they really struggle at this match. Now, I don't know if it's that they just don't have enough local ROs, or if they can't get people to come to it or what, but they, they struggle every year real bad with getting started on time and uh, keeping everything flowing. It seems like a lot of people get pissed off every year. So. And this year was supposed to be different. Right? There were supposed to be staff resets. Originally, there were supposed to be staff resets. And there wasn't. And then uh, we had embedded ROs, which our ROs did really well. We had more people in our squad than anyone else, and we were there. Were only a few times we got backed up, but it was also there was also an outside issue that couldn't control. Um, so I, I would I'm inclined to agree with you, Jeff. Yeah, uh, this is. Of all the matches I go to, which is not many, I guess, but <laughs> of the matches that I go to, uh, I encounter the most people at this match saying something along the lines of, uh, if I'd have known, I wouldn't have showed up. If one more thing happens, I'm leaving. Uh, stuff like that. I, I encounter that the most of any match at this match. I hear that the most. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I really like the match director. This is this was his second year uh, for him to be match director. He took over last year, um, and I'm going to sound critical. Which there have been match directors in the past, but I've been critical of in the past, which have I've, are now become enemies of mine. Apparently. Uh, I don't want to be enemies enemies with anybody, uh, and so I don't say any of this uh, to 
like to put down the match or or to discourage people from going to the match um this match feels like it feels like just like a longer local match is what it is what it feels like um and what the match is struggling with right now because it does struggle to fill up um and that's most other matches are like like a lot of matches that i go to if i don't get signed up quickly then i don't get a spot and this match is struggling to get filled up um so there's there's some issues there i do think jeff is right in the time of the year uh the weather is so up in the air for springfield missouri or billings missouri or wherever wherever they i just say it's springfield uh but the weather is so up in the air that it seems like okay maybe maybe you just push it another two or three weeks later go to mid-april um and i don't i don't know what other stuff they have scheduled on their range or other stuff that there's that there's conflicts with there's not a ton of matches in april that you'd be scheduling with at least in april like maybe it's still wet then but you at least have a chance of it being warmer like i mean it was it was quite chilly uh when we started um and if it had been any wetter then it would have been absolutely miserable and i probably would have just I would have just loaded Jeff's mags if it had gotten, if it had been like wet, I would have just been like, yeah, it's not worth it um, at this point. Um, so that, like, I think, I think maybe a couple, two or three weeks later might be a good idea for them. Again, maybe they're what they have going on at their range. They, this is the only time of year they can do it, but it does seem like it's a little bit early for their weather uh, in that region based on historically what we have seen at this match. Um, the, the problem I had this year, uh, my kind of biggest problem um, were the stages. Uh, there, there were most of the stages were basically mindless hosing. Um, and it was a massive amount of targets shoved into very small shooting areas. Um, and so it was like there needs to be there needs to be some sort of more balance there um and just by making it a partial target if it's still at three yards it's still at three yards um and there there needs to be more variety uh <laughs> this match was the first match that made me think of there probably should be some sort of ratio as far as shooting the size of the shooting area and the number of rounds shot per size of shooting area um because there were like shooting low cap at this match, like most of the reloads I did were basically standing reloads. Like like there was like most of the stages as far as the shooting and the movement was concerned, you could have just had a box to box drills and just you shoot this array in this box, you move two feet over to this box, shoot this, move two feet over the box and shoot this. Um, you could have done very similar stages, very similar shooting challenges, shoot similar movement challenges by doing that. Um, so the, there was, there was a lot of hosing, a lot of, a lot of kind of mindless shooting with very little movement. And, uh, so the stages need some work, um, in my opinion this year, I, I haven't, well, sometimes the stages are, that seems to be a challenge for them um and getting getting good stages so again i'm not i I want this match to be successful 
but that's that's something that that needs to be better um i felt bad for him because the ROs there was no chance that the ROs were supposed to shoot on friday there was absolutely no chance that they could have they had thunderstorms all morning and then the rain like it was just just downpouring rain all afternoon like they had virtually no chance to get a match in and so they embedded ROs uh for the for this the the Saturday shoot shoot it all day Saturday, um, we got lucky. Like that often embedded ROs causes lots of problems just because they're coming to a new stage that they haven't ROed before, and so then they're all trying to figure it out. It actually on our squad, again we had a really full squad, but mostly experienced shooters, almost all very experienced. I think all of them were very experienced shooters, and then we had two ROs. Well, John Luke, but <laughs> oh, uh, I thought I got a compliment there. <laughs> no, that was that was accidental. I forgot about the gimp with the bad ankle. Um, ROs did work their tails off, and they did a really good job. Uh, I I didn't feel like they they really got in our way um, from that standpoint, which was kind of what, can what happened with embedded ROs. But you know, I I felt bad for the match at that point because they were trying to do the best they could for the ROs. Um, and and still trying to still trying to do a, a good match, um, and that that's a in better arrows are never ideal, but you know they were trying to do what they could. So, you know, I I don't know necessarily what what they can do to to fix to fix everything. But unfortunately, they kind of have a reputation at this point, which I think is is going to be a little bit tough for them to get over. Um, but uh, I think some better stages, uh, a little bit better organization on on match day, uh, could possibly help a little bit, um, and maybe a different time of year would help with some of that too. Yeah. Again, I don't know that it needs to be drastic, but two three weeks later in the year um, might would be better. So. Uh, again, I'm kind of like Jeff. It's a, it's a, it's a simple, uh, it's a simple match to go to for me. Uh, a little bit long of a drive, but I've kind of gotten used to, used to having it at the front of the year. Uh, it's a low stakes match, and that like it's not like really expensive. Um, you know, you don't you don't f- go there feeling like I have to be super prepared for this. Like you're kind of okay with it being. Yeah, it's a major, but it's not like it's not like shooting an area match. Um, first of the year so if I'm not super trained up like that's not a huge deal kind of go get your year started off so it for that standpoint it works it works very well for me and I think it's that's that's really good for that for that usage um, but there's some other things the match could be better uh, and and I think the I think the match director is I think he wants it to be better uh, you know I don't know if he's signed on to do it again next year but I think he wants it to be better and so I think he'll try to Probably try to do so, try to make it better. So, yeah. Hopefully, it'll be a. Hopefully, it'll still be a match next year, um, and I'll probably try to go. If nothing else, go to Old Mexico and eat Mexican food again. Jeff has to go back next year to to defend his title now, right? And to slip the waitress another five to yeah. put an extra shot in your margarita. Yeah. Hey, I, I, you know I don't. If somebody else will drive, then that's fine. 
I got my mo- I got my money's worth out of that margarita. I will say that much. <laughs> you did. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> uh, and we should shout out uh, Scott Brown One Limited as well. So second overall. And he was yeah he was second overall uh, in limited. Yeah, um, I got two things I want to say. Let's hear it. First thing is that today, today's episode is sponsored by Shooters Connection. So, if you need some shooting stuff, go over to Shooters Connection. They got all your, your pasters, targets, paster guns, all that stuff. Also, featured product, which is just something that I picked on the website that you should go look at, is the uh, Tony Systems Canic stuff. So, a lot of a lot of times, uh, aftermarket stuff can be harder to come by with, with uh, mechanics, though it's getting more so more prevalent now. But they got some of the Tony System stuff. I see they got a Magwell there, so uh, check that out for the you know, new upcoming division. Limited, limited optics here. You're gonna want a Magwell on the mechanic. So go check yeah, buddy. out uh, the uh, the aftermarket stuff they got for those those mechanics over there. Shooters Connection, and they're doing same day shipping. Everyone over there that's that's working is a competitive shooter, so they can sympathize with you if you have a concern or give them a call, got questions. Uh, they'll be very helpful. So thank you, Shooters Connection, for sponsoring today's episode. Second thing I want to say is shout out to what you guys already talked about, uh, Jared Clinton. But uh, I just I had a uh, it was very nice meeting him and, and hanging out with him and shooting with him. But uh, one of the things that I really noticed about him that I liked uh, in just his shooting was he he really has his own style of shooting. Like when it comes to shooting stages, I just thought it was really interesting. Like he did he did stuff a lot different than anybody else, but he was playing to his strengths. He knew what he could do. And he knew what he was capable of. And he had a way that he liked to do things, even if nobody else was going to do it that way. And obviously, that's going to bite you in the butt sometimes. But because um, a lot of times, the kind of what the herd is doing is maybe the most tested and, and good, good idea. But Jared did a fantastic job, and I didn't see him bite in the butt at this match. Of just doing what he was capable of, doing what he wanted to do, uh, trying stuff that I thought was risky, but he freaking nailed it. And uh, I thought it was really cool seeing seeing someone make uh, make the match their own and and do it that well. You you don't see that very often. Normally, like the person who's doing the weird stuff is the person who doesn't know what they're doing. So. Uh, good job, Jared. That was that was an impressive performance, uh, and I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, uh, and we do have a Patreon shout out um, for Mr. John Headland. Uh, he says shout out to Don Triplett on joining the 2011 Master Race, and to Pat Krintz on his inevitable switch to Open Division. So, uh, if you would like to get Patreon shoutouts, like 
Mr. Headland, got, uh, you can join our Patreon on our Discord, and we will read whatever we want you want us to read. Jeff will read almost whatever you want us to read. I will read stuff within reason uh, on the podcast. So it's great value. I don't know why anybody. I don't know why we don't have a lot more Patreons because great value. Yeah, my my morals are much more lax than Jeremy's, so <laughs> I'll read much much more. That's why you're more apt to send toe picks to Patreons. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I could be a new tier. Yeah. <laughs> $20 is $20. That's all Jeff, that's all he's worried about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that is but, all I have. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, Ozarks was a fun trip. All that all that said, uh it was a fun trip, so mm-hmm. look forward to the next one yeah. uh whenever that is. Thanks for letting me tag along. As, as always, traveling with with you guys, it's always fun, always riveting conversation, and I do love it and appreciate it. We had some we had some epic conversations on this trip, like the Church of Satan. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there right before we close, and just let people marinate in that. <laughs> that was that was something that John Luke and Jeff uh decided to discuss. Yes. <laughs> not that I'm part of it. I'm definitely not, but <laughs> it made for an interesting a... conversation. Uh, yes, for sure. Yeah, we did, we discussed all sorts of stuff, which which I which is yeah. one of the things that I truly love about what we get to do. Is, is travel around yeah. and uh, pick each other's minds on literally anything and it's yeah. incredible it improves my life dramatically so thank you gentlemen for the friendship same same alright if you guys have any questions uh, send us questions if you need any shooting equipment go to Shooters Connection use our link uh, that does help us um, Shooters Connection is great about getting stuff and they have a great inventory um and we will see you guys talk to y'all at the next one peace